Welcome back to the Marine Corps Movie Minute, where we discuss the movies of the Marine Corps one minute at a time. I am Brian. I am Jack. And hi, I'm Eric. I'm from Escape from New York Minute and Flash Gordon Minute. Welcome aboard, man. Thanks, Eric. Thanks for coming, uh, coming on. Yeah, both of those, both of those are cool movies, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Snake Pliska would uh, fit in pretty well, I think, in some parts of this movie. Yeah, so uh, I, I gotta ask: Are you gonna do Escape from L.A.? <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that movie uh, is. A... Uh, oh boy! Yeah, no, my host and I, my co-host and I, before we even started recording, we agreed we are not doing Escape from L.A. No, <laughs> it was just oh. horrible. Yeah, John Carpenter's made so many good movies, and he's got the occasional bag of shit. Yeah, <laughs> the soundtrack was good though. Oh, love the music, sure. It's like a lot of those 90s Carpenter's films were just, he lost whatever magic he had in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Well, so there was uh, Vampires, I thought was pretty good. And we discussed that uh, at one point. Um, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, that movie's got a good opening sequence, too. I love the song and the way they're just shooting the, pulling the, the vampires out one at a time with the stakes. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty dope. Yeah. <laughs> And then you got like was it was it Mars whatever that Mars movie was and just there yeah there was a couple of them that just weren't as strong Ghost of Mars or something like that yeah Sounds yeah awesome. if he needed to make another movie he needed to make another uh, like a sequel or something a proper either prequel or sequel to the thing that would have been pretty pretty sick better than the prequel we got <laughs> yeah no kidding right <laughs> well it's also good to Eric's here because in a roundabout way his other podcast is related to this as well because Sam Jones. Yeah, Sam Jones. I almost said Sam Elliott. Sam Jones, <laughs> he, he himself was a Marine in real life. So Yes, he was. You know, That's right. It's implied in our mandate to have in on you know guests related to the Marine Corps in any capacity. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about as close as I will ever be uh, to <laughs> be related to the Marine Corps, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like seven degrees of separation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah six degrees of Kevin Bacon, uh, three degrees of Marine Corps. <laughs> yeah, one one look at me and you will know, oh, he never was in the Marines. No, no, no. <laughs> I get that a, a lot myself. I My cousin's in really good shape and uh, we'll be we'll be out together and stuff like that. And it, it'll be like, you were in the Marines? Like, you know, I'm looking a little, little puffy, <laughs> puffy in some, some areas. and uh, and so I asked my cousin, "Yo, you you were the Marine?" No, he was. And they look at me, and I'm like, "Hi, <laughs> this is what veterans really look like." <laughs> yeah, we we did, we did enough training when we were in. We don't have to do it anymore. We earned our we earned our ticket. <laughs> I haven't ran in 20 years. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get into the minute. Um, so we're doing today. We're doing minute 54. Minute 54 begins with Gunny asserting his dominance. And it ends with Lieutenant Ring joining the men for a nice uh, exercise. He figures he'll lead them through an exercise. Yeah. So um, let's get into the minute. Uh, this literally picks up from the last minute where Swede was going to, you know, give Gunny his comeuppance that the recon platoon thinks he earned. Yeah. Uh, with all their shenanigans. Well, his shenanigans towards them. You know, Gunny had other other plans and he... You know, right right away we see him getting him in an arm bar, and he takes a swing. He takes a sweet down pretty easy, actually. Yeah, it seems like the sweet kind of had a little, not really so much a glass jaw, but I think it was more fight than he was anticipating. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure that you know he. We speculated before that he probably did this to his previous platoon sergeant, the one that went road. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that 
he probably just dominated that guy. <laughs> and he's probably yeah. used to dominating any guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's 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 go back and talk about the whole fight. We talked about it a lot last minute with Swede himself when we had Pete Koch on. But let's uh, let's go ahead and restart, you know, the fight scene itself because it's it's so iconic as we talked about with him. Yeah. Like this is the scene people remember of this movie even if they don't remember the movie as a whole. Yeah. Well, first off, uh, one of the things I want to hit about last minute that we didn't really get into was right before Swede came out, uh, Stitch Jones, he was, he, I think he, he obviously had a cigar, which I think was a play on Clint Eastwood and his cigar smoking and all that. Mm-hmm. He's got the cigar and he tells Clint Eastwood or Gunny that he's been voted out of, out of office, baby. Yeah. <laughs> And what I found funny about that line in particular, and I wonder if it was put in there kind of last minute, was Clint Eastwood in April. This was filmed in like the summer of 86. And Clint Eastwood had been elected mayor of Carmel by the Sea in April of 86. So he'd only just been mayor. So he he was mayor at the time of filming this. (laughs) (laughs) So I wonder that's just a little bit of business that they either ad-libbed or added in at the last minute because of, of real life circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, it, it must be kind of weird. I mean, I guess if you're in, in California seeing like uh, officials, like uh, city officials or state officials, um, pictures on the wall, you know, like the honorable, whoever you, you've got Clint Eastwood, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Now you got Donald Trump, like you got all these actors on the wall. Sonny Bono also. Oh, yeah, right, Sonny, yeah. that's right. Yeah. But you got all these like high profile celebrities as running city government. <laughs> Just... well, or Al Franken. Yeah. There's, yeah. I forget. I uh, forgot. I always forgot about Sonny, Sonny Bono. Yeah. Who else? Actually, who else? There's, there's been other celebrities. Ro- Ronald Reagan. Well, right. Yeah. That's, and, that, and that's perfect for this time frame because. Yeah. He's in office. Uh, <laughs> he's president. He's president when this movie takes place and also when they filmed it too, you know, so. Mm. These guys are pretty high and mighty, as we talked about, because they they know they got they got an ace up their sleeve in the form of Pete Koch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty interesting having him on last minute, uh, having kind of break down the fight and talk about like uh, all the stuff that uh, that may or may not have ever happened had uh, Mario had some some input. So we had Swede on, and he. I'm was- following the Swede. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was true. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. What do you got to bring to the table as far as the behind the <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could probably, like, hold on to his leg as he walked around. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we joked. I'm like, oh, he's sizable. <laughs> yeah. Well, well we, he was explaining to us about uh, how they filmed this scene. Uh, you know, we're kind of rehashing it, but initially they were, when he came around the corner... He was just in frame, cameras right at his chest. Mm. You know, of course, he's an impressive guy. Well, actually, uh, yeah, so a couple things. So he's, you know, it was just at his chest. Before I go there, I actually, something more related to Minute 54, because as the minute ends on 53, their, you know, their fight starts, and then the fight ends, and, and the minute we're doing today. And it's a pretty quick minute, as we noted. But, you know, Pete Koch had mentioned that Mario Van Peebles had, gone up to him and then brought him to Gunny up oh, Gunny now Clint Eastwood who <laughs> <laughs> well, probably was the Gunny of the of the set being the director producer and star um they presented an idea of having a longer fight 
And Clint East, they said, you know, Clint Eastwood took that into consideration, but said, no, we're going to do it as is. Now come the day of filming, they're doing the blocking, he says. They got the camp. Now, now we'll get to where I was going with this is they they had his um, the camera right on his chest. And Mario stood up, you know, kind of, hey, Clint, can I make a suggestion? He goes, okay, what? He goes, why don't you bring the camera low? That way it kind of pans up. And that's why we get that scene from last minute where he, Swede walks in, but then all of a sudden he started his feet. Yeah, so he starts his feet. He looks like Frankenstein or, or yeah. you know, like, like King Kong. He's huge. Yeah, build scale. Yeah, and like the shorts don't even fit right. I mean, right. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and that's why I said he's sizable. And, and we were talking about the fact that Clint Eastwood is like 6'4". So he's not a small man himself. And Peacock is six seven, six seven and a half, I think he said. So I yeah, mean, I mean yeah. that's a that's a difference for sure. But given that these are both you know big guys, they made him look so much bigger than Gunny through the way they decided to do the mm-hmm. um, the filming, yeah. and it just makes him that much bigger than everybody else. Yeah, and he you know he credited Mario Van Peebles, who himself is a talented director for coming up with that idea, making a suggestion and Clint Eastwood being receptive enough to go, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause it would have been a completely different thing. If this, this big dude walks in, you don't really see the whole thing. It's not nearly as impressive as starting and you just get an idea. Just like, no nah, man, this, this did, did, he didn't skip leg day. He didn't skip ankle day. He didn't skip toe day. All of this man is giant. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, hearing hearing you say that he's only three inches taller than Clint Eastwood, I, I, not knowing that ahead of time, the movie, that's surprising to hear that that's the case, because he comes across through the magic of filmmaking as much, much bigger than that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I was saying, like, they make Clint Eastwood look like I went up to Swede. It, you know, like, that's that's what kind of, you know, like, I'm 5'10", 5'11", at best. I'm, like, you know, I'm wearing boots, you know? <laughs> It makes it look like David and Goliath almost, but Clint yeah. Eastwood's a big guy himself, you know, he, and he's not in bad shape for mm-hmm. a 54, yeah, 54 year old, I think he was. Yeah, that's what he, I think that's what he said, yeah. 56, yeah, something like that. Mid 50s. So that was, a, that was a, that was a good way they did that. And of course, you know, now we get into our minute where they're fighting and they lock up and it's, you know, Gunny gets them in a, in an arm bar takedown. Practically. It's like UFC before UFC. <laughs> yeah. When we were in basic and MCT, they tried to teach us some of this stuff, but Perry doing any of that stuff. Do you remember? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely. I do remember. I loved it. It was a lot of fun. I remember in MCT, they were demonstrating some of this and they took one guy that was kind of being, in, I think they liked them, but they knew he was kind of a pain in the ass. <laughs> so they pulled him out what and they were, marine is not <laughs> right and they were doing all the demonstrations on him and of course They're just wearing him the fuck out yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they did a two-person takedown of this guy who you know they were, they were showing demonstrating to us how to take down like a sentry you know somebody oh. on patrol and it was a two-person takedown. <laughs> <laughs> the dude knew it was coming too but he had to walk you know he's sitting there walking <laughs> with his rifle yeah. and they just bum rush him and put his head <laughs> Brown. It was like, <laughs> I mean, obviously, they have hurt him. You know, if it was real life, they would have, you know. Oh, yeah, they would have been over. He would have been Dunskis. <laughs> but he knew he, why they chose him for all the demonstrations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we like you. So we're going to fuck with you relentlessly. <laughs> yeah, so as I stated, you know, about the, at the beginning of the minute, Gunny asserting his dominance, he gets Swede 
in in that arm bar and takes him down. And yep. I love we, we I think we all were kind of joking about this when um we were watching a minute before recording and how profiles like sweet yeah <laughs> he's squeaking he's squeaking he's like oh no <laughs> he's, i don't yeah. think any of them thought this was gonna happen <laughs> yeah <laughs> is, no. is that the guy i'm sure you've talked about him already but is, is that the guy that's in like every movie um the guy that squeals sweet he's was mm. in um uh, of course, now off the top of my head, I can't think of anything. Those old John Cusack summer movies. Yeah, right. He always yeah. plays a weird guy in lots of movies, right? That's him. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he was in One Crazy Summer. Yes, yes, that's what I'm thinking of. Yep. We joked about this, you know, previously because that's it's he's in one of my favorite scenes, which he's just kind of ancillary there, but he plays Bobcat Goldwaith's uh, twin brother in that. Right. <laughs> and and Bobcat's talking a story about a little fat kid who had a twin brother. <laughs> and, 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 and he, are you that fat kid? No, no. Fuck him. I used to put him. Yeah, I used to beat him up and say, "Why are you so fat?" <laughs> I mean, and I watched that that scene after we talked about it, and I just was rolling because that's that's they they that's a great one. <laughs> so, yeah, and he was in this movie. I don't. Uh, I don't know if you would remember this, Eric. I, I did, and I actually watched it on Amazon Prime. It was called High School USA. Oh. It was, it was, it was starring Michael J. Fox. And yeah, you tell me about this. Oh, it, it's, and as I watched it, I remember every single bit of this movie. It was, I think it was supposed to, it was a TV movie, but I think it was a pilot for a series that never happened. And then it ended up on HBO. So I watch it all the time. Tom Villard plays Tom Villard in, you know, he plays profile in that. He plays the weird guy in that movie or that, you know, that TV show. But it was like Michael J. Fox was a star. Was there name Nancy McKinnon? Joe's yeah. wife. Yep. Um, Anthony Edwards is like the douchey jock preppy guy that's trying to steal the girl and all that. And it had every, like Todd Bridges is in it. Todd Bridges' stepsister from, from uh, Different Strokes is in it. <laughs> who else is it oh marty mcfly's dad is in it <laughs> oh yeah the shit was his name crispin glover crispin uh, yeah, yeah. yes this is all before back to the future and all that too so so they're all in this high school and all the all the teachers or parents are former teen stars tv television stars of the day so like tony dodd is the principal Eddie Haskell is like one of the dads. Um, <laughs> the janitor is one of the Nelson boys, not Ricky Nelson is uh, the other one. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was just, it was, I love this movie and I, I had to watch it when I was doing my research. I totally forgot that uh, profile was in this. And, and as we kind of stated, he plays a profile character in that movie. <laughs> Was a profile character in every movie. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> Typecast as a motherfucker. <laughs> Doing research for this, I found out he's actually he lives one town over from where I grew up. Or <laughs> he, you know, he was he uh, he grew up the same area I did. Basically, that doesn't say a lot about me. No. <laughs> no. I mean, I do like cocoa puffs. If you notice, you know, profile had his cocoa puffs that he was eating during this scene. <laughs> yeah, and his cocoa puffs T-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> previously. <laughs> Yeah, he brand loyal. So we talked about as, and I'll, I'll say what Pete mentioned last minute about this fight when we like the scene, pick up your head, you know, higher 
he said, you know, if they did pick up your head and he punched him, that would have that would have been it. It would have been fine. It would have been a good scene. But the fact that he's like higher, yeah, it's like he that's where he's like asserting his dominance to the rest of the platoon, not just Swede, you know? Yep. Yep. <laughs> but it's it's just another cool line and cool bit of business with Clint Eastwood that Clint Eastwood does. And they just the way they film it as far as the sound, the Foley work when he hits him. Yeah. And then, and then um that's when uh profile's like, sweet. <laughs> yeah. no, he says, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I notice uh Forgetti is grabbing his chin afterwards. Like he's like he's holding his jaw, like, oh man, that must have hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, is like, yeah, like you said a few minutes ago, he he takes him down so easily, it's like the Swede was probably just way too overconfident. But then when he gets him down, he knocks him down with one punch. I mean, yeah. you know, Swede is he's fucking enormous. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, all right, Clint's in good shape, but he's in his mid fifties. And it's it's one punch and he just drops. And yeah. just, I, something's just, you know, either Clint's got a fist of steel or the Swede is just uh he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't have the internal fortitude that matches his uh, his muscles. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's always like the, the the big guy that never has to fight because mm. he's so big, you know. <laughs> like I went to high school with a guy like that. He was very muscular and he never got in a fight because everybody was afraid of him. But he never got in a fight, so they never know if he could actually fight or not. <laughs> yeah. I I I was gonna mention. I, I didn't know if it was almost like a respect thing at that point because yeah, showing him your throat like a dog. I think we're actually supposed to think that Gunny does have fists of steel. I mean, he's a hard as nails. You know, he's got that old man strength mm. that, that I wish I had, you know? <laughs> so I think that's what they're going for. It's just that, yeah, one punch really could take him down. But after Sweet gets back up, you know, they're just standing there, close quarters. Nobody else is around. If he wanted to murder Gunny, he probably could. <laughs> You know, but I think at that point it's it's like a respect thing because you notice he immediately said, "Sir, I'll wait outside for the MPs." Mm. Yeah, and it, which, you know, I noted right away that well, Gunny is a Gunny. He works for a living. He's not a sir, but still, Sweet yeah. gave him that respect to call him sir. Yeah, and and it probably did hurt him because you, you see him holding his. I mean, unless he hit him just in the right spot, <laughs> he well, does almost. Like- he dazes him, you know. That, that chin right there, man, that's the button. You hit that button just right. That's all um, boxers and stuff end up getting knocked out. Well, that get, also could – sorry, go ahead, Perry. Oh, no, no, that was it. It's just that, you know, so it, it's probably really why he wanted to raise him up. He wanted to end this fight. <laughs> you can drag that shit up. That's what I was well, going for. I, I wonder why the Swede thinks he's being asked to raise his chin up. Does he know – I mean, is he – is the Swede aware enough to know he's going to punch me and I'm going to let him? Or does he just clueless about why he's asking to put his chin up? Probably both. I was going to do what this man says. He's got my arm. He's got, he, he has my soul in his hands right now. <laughs> I'm not going to fight it. I, I done lost this fight. I don't think he, did, he knew he was going to get hit. I think it, it almost looked like a defiant type thing. Cause you know, he's got, he's totally got control of his arm at this point. Gunny could probably break his arm if he wanted. Yeah. So when he tells him to pick his head up higher, I, I kind of, you look, he kind of like stiffens up and, and I know he's probably in pain and he's just trying to kind of deal with it, but yeah. it, I feel like he's trying to be like, yeah, okay, I'm doing what you want, but like defy it. And then boom, he just hits him. So I, I do think it caught him off guard. <laughs> yeah. 
That's well. I mean, because my take on it is that when you see he's got his he's got his arm, he, when Gunny has his arm, and he's he's torquing down on it. His his there, there's a look of panic in Swede's face, and when he says higher, he he's grunting his teeth and he raises his cheek up a little or his chin up a little bit. When he when he's laying there and he gets up, he looks pissed, and then when he finally gets stood up, I think he kind of resigns himself to the fact that no matter what happens, he's just used to whatever the status quo is. Uh, he's just going to go spend another weekend in the brig and the gunny saying, no, you're not going to do that. It, it's, I don't know. Maybe it's a lifeline. Maybe like the sweet actually just wanted to be a Marine. Maybe you just need to be led by the right guy. Yeah. It's almost like nobody's ever treated him the way gunny is treating him. Yeah. But, you know, he is he, people have maybe because he's the biggest guy, yeah. maybe he's always been kind of singled out. And now here's someone's like, yeah, I know you just tried to kick my ass and humiliate me, uh, but I'm not sending you back to the brig. I, I see what's going on here. You know, yeah. come come join us. You know, yeah. come join us. I don't. I'm not going to hold it against you. He's yeah. never been treated that well before. Well, plus too, man, it's hard to be. It's hard to let somebody be in charge of you. If you know what I mean, you, like so, you've got all these. And I know Billy and I have heard this. I would have joined the Marines, but I just don't like being told what to do. You know, because mm. I just I just punch somebody. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Shut up, asshole. But yeah, but I think I think Sweet is probably one of those characters where he was he was big enough and and well, you know, who knows what the background of the character is. I mean, he's supposed to be a foil that it's supposed to I mean, he's a plot device, right? I mean, realistically, mm-hmm. he's a plot device. He's he's the thing that kind of starts to turn a lot of other stuff around character wise with you know, the squad starts to fear gunny more and understand and all that shit. But Fuck! I forgot where I was going on my little ramble. <laughs> uh, it's my soapbox, man. It's a long fall back to the ground. Um, shit, I forgot. <laughs> well, you're right though about this. We talked about it. I think last minute but we've talked about it just ourselves about how these little turning points of where Gunny yeah. is starting to earn the respect of the platoon slowly but surely just with the with when profile fell out and he said don't give the prick the satisfaction that was one of them the the fact that when they do the the training with the miles gear yeah they said we're not gonna we're not gonna do what you know this is jumping ahead a little bit we're not gonna do what major powers wants us to do that's another one yeah this bit right here i think is a big part and we talked about that too with peacock because first off he was saying about this is didn't we kind of speculate to say kind of end of Act One, beginning of Act Two, or yeah, yeah, yeah? He was saying like all, uh, you know, all most films are usually three acts, and this is like uh, like halfway between was Act uh, One and Two, yeah, or even yeah, through Two and Three. It's it's, but oh yeah. So anyway, I, I remember now that my point was is that uh, yeah, the Swede I wanted somebody to be that he could respect be in charge, and I think maybe that's. Maybe he's taken aback by the fact that this guy whooped his ass and still wants him around. And I can't remember if this was, was a discussion that we had with, with Pete ourselves or if it was from an interview I'd seen with him, you know, like a, a video I'd seen of him previously, where he was explaining like his idea behind this. And of course, it was probably you know in the script as well. Is when he got up and he's like, sir, like when he says negative, Johansson, you're going to you're gonna be a Marine right now. Right. His reaction is confusion. Yep. And he said it was kind of like, like it's when he gets up, he's defeated. Like you said, he resigns himself to go back to the status quo. I'm going back to the, you know, the brig. But when he tells him to fall out, 
he kind of gives him that confused look and he's like, and of course, Pikachu had kind of, you know, I'm butchering what he probably said. And it was that to him, to, to Swede, the character, that was the first time anybody ever gave him a real shot. Mm-hmm. And he was like, kind of like, kind of confused, but kind of like, oh, all right. Okay, yeah, sure. this is the way yeah. it's going to be. And yeah. so, yeah, I, he probably is used to kind of getting his way. But we now, okay, so we joked last minute and we were teasing Pete about this a little bit. In these Quonson huts, there's a door in the front and there's a door yeah. in the back. <laughs> we, we tried to ask that question. He wouldn't give us the answer we, we thought uh, we were looking for. <laughs> I, I know you're going with this. <laughs> he, he gave us the, the, the movie answer as far as like, yeah, we may have fudged a few things, which we knew, we knew anyways, because if you watch the movie, orientation changes left and right from what, what door they come in and out of where they end up on the exterior of the Quonson huts. You know, <laughs> it yeah. doesn't make any sense. It's, it's, it's basically the hallway of Scooby-Doo where they run in and out of the, yeah, the doors. <laughs> it's, it's, it's constantly doing that. Now this is going back to last minute a little bit, but this kind of gets to where Swede's mentality. I think if you, if you look, if you look, there's the door in the front, there's a door in the back, but Swede doesn't come in the door when, when Mario Van Peoples calls him in, when Stitch calls him in. Oh, Swede, he comes from around the corner yeah. behind one of the, uh, one of the, what do you call them? The, like the secretaries, the secretaries. Exactly. The, the, the desks there. Yeah. The, the, the star, the, 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 the wall locker. Yeah. yeah the, right. There's no door there. So, <laughs> so of course, you know, Peacock gave us the answer of, yeah, we probably fudged some stuff there. And of course it, it happens. It's a movie, but we were talking more in terms of character wise. So we just imagined the whole time that Stitch Jones was talking shit to Gunny last minute. Swede's back there hiding like, oh, this is going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we were, th- we were joking about, you know, the, the recon platoons. All right, all right, Swede, you get back here. You wait. You know, I'm going to talk some shit. And then this is going to be awesome when you come out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but now, get, that being said, now, as far as, you know, you could see that probably somebody like Stitch Jones, who clearly seems to be the de facto leader of this ragtag bunch of, you know, misfits. Hmm probably kind of put him up to this you know he was probably ambushed by stitch jones <laughs> well not only that but like the, the the crew as a whole they're just like they're almost using them as a tool you know and and yeah. bunny's like no i'm gonna use yes you're gonna be used as a tool but you're gonna be a marine <laughs> right and you're, you're gonna be one of us and you're gonna fall out right now and I, again the fact that he didn't send them to the brig and the fact that it you know all that stuff i think this is all stuff that starts to turn the tide of why these guys respect gunny in the long run yeah but either way it's a, it's a cool scene yeah it's a great scene uh and plus too you know the, the fact that gunny sends him back shows that he's not afraid of him so no. if he if he you know if i guess if uh if gunny's thinking that you know that there's going to be a, another attempted mutiny it, he's not afraid of he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna send you out there with your best guy bring two of them next time yeah <laughs> well again even the fact that he doesn't flinch he doesn't react when Swede gets up after the after the initial punch, you know. Right. Where again, we we you know they could have they could have started fighting all over again with nobody around and to to save either one of them. Yep. And it doesn't happen. And he again, he never backs down. No. Uh, either well, Gunny, that is, you know. I I want to say he kind of yeah he, when he tells him to fall out, he kind of gives him a little smirk. Yeah. Like, like I'm proud. I'm proud of you, son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate the attempt. <laughs> you stood by your guys, which, you know, that that's, that's also pretty good too, because he's going to go and he's going to go now and be an advocate for Gunny. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. True. Yeah. 
You don't want him to hit you, man. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> He'll knock your soul out. <laughs> yeah, he gave him a total personality change. <laughs> yeah, I'm 6'3 now. I was 6'5 before I took that punch. <laughs> I do like, though, when he tells everybody to get, get their ass out on the street. And, um, right now. <laughs> yeah, and they all just – and then, as we joke, Stitch Jones is always – you know, he talks shit when nobody's around. Uh, now he, now his, his back is on the ground, you know, his – his backup is on the ground. He's like, I'll catch you later, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like when he was going to beat up Roy Jennings, if he wasn't protecting Gunny, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's really it for, for this, that whole interaction. Um, you guys got anything else you want to kind of highlight or, or know about the, the fight at all or the, and the aftermath? Uh, well, I mean, the, the fight, I just noticed that there's a lot of Marines in this room and a conspicuous lack of tattoos. <laughs> it was the 80s. There might have been a no tattoo policy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess it's possible. <laughs> yeah, if you get a you get a, a Lance Corporal in the Marine Corps now, he's he's got sleeves. <laughs> you got a back tat, you got a mural. Well, I remember when I got a tattoo, the uh Yeah, I remember when you did too. You come mat. running in, look what I got. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Master Guns had words with me. Well, you know, back in my day, we couldn't have this because it was identifying Mark. I said, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what do you want me to do about it? Too late yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's per my nun. <laughs> identifying <laughs> Mark. <laughs> but, you know, they did have that no um, no tattoo policy for the no tattoo the 2000s, I think. Yeah. yeah, it was a dumb, that was a dumb tattoo policy. You hear that? Well, actually, I think the new commandant is uh, a little bit more reasonable. It was, yeah, the, the whole reasoning for that whole thing was just, it was stupid. We lost a lot of good Marines over that, too. Well, right. That's the thing. I don't remember a lot about it, but it was, there was a lot of people that didn't even get to go in, I think, because of uh, the yep. policy. Oh, I know one of them in particular. He's in the Navy now. Oh, I got. Yeah. I yeah. see who you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hi, Trav. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you'll listen to Dad. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. What about you, Eric? You got anything you want to highlight about this uh, particular fight scene, either from last minute or this minute? Uh, yeah. I, I guess I like that. How well uh, before the fight even started back in '53, I wanted to call out how they're all surrounding. Uh, Clint and, and Arrow Van Peebles is being a complete asshole to him, and he still calls him <laughs> Mr. Jones. Yeah, and he's yeah. telling him, you know, get your ass outside right now. And it's just, you know, it really, I think, spoke to just the old school character that Clint's portraying in this movie. Of even as he's about to kick their ass or them, their kick his ass, and it's just major conflict. He still refers to him as Mr. Jones, and. There's no way his, he should be calling him Mr. Jones. He should be calling him asshole, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I almost look at it as it, like the same way, like, you know, my mom would yell my middle name, you know, my, my full complete name if I was in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you get the three names, you know you're in trouble. So it it, it kind of is the, the you, know, you know, I look at it a little bit like that, like, um, well, I'm being formal because I am going to kick your ass yeah. in about three seconds. Well, plus two. I mean, you gotta think too. Gunny's an old school marine, right? He's a corporal. He's talking to another NCO. He doesn't use his rank. He says Mister Jones. Mm. So, yeah, that's a good point. yeah. So he doesn't. So he completely ignores the fact that that Stitch, you know, is is a non commissioned officer, and it's you know, it's it's not 
it's not easy to do. It's it's a it's a hard job. It's but it's a it's kind of a hard gig to get into. Um, you know, I'm kind of surprised that Stitch Jones was actually able to make in an infantry unit was actually able to make to uh, make it to corporal. corporal. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, especially the way these guys are, the you know the ragtag bunch of misfits, and yet they still yeah. Some of them have a little bit of rank. Um, I think yeah. I think uh, Collins is a corporal as well. It must have trans over from, transferred over from supply. Right. <laughs> now, I did... Um, oh, what the shit was I going to say? Oh, so, you know, I've watched this movie a million times. Mm. And when I was younger, I used to always under... I, I, I could never figure out why it seemed like Clint Eastwood was singling out Stitch Jones. Like when he says, Mr. Jones, it's like he's not talking to the rest of the Marines when they're being defiant. Because they're all telling you, like, Oh, he knows Stitch is putting him up to it. That's exactly it. Forgetty tell, calls him grungy highway. And and the other one, um, it was Collins who said, this is all, you know, all this play wars bullshit. <laughs> and, you know, so they're all being defiant, but he singles out Stitch Jones. And I was always like, why is he picking on him? I understand they have a history, but why is he picking on him in particular? And of course, now it's so obvious he's basically the ringleader. Yeah, <laughs> I, he probably set this whole thing up knowing that we was getting out of the brig. And then I also kind of look at it too, knowing that he's a corporal. And even though Collins is a corporal too, he's clearly like the senior corporal, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we never see anybody who's like a sergeant in this platoon. At least, at least that we know of. There's a so, lot of fingers on triggers too. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, right. We'll, we'll talk. We've talked about that actually. Yeah. <laughs> no what trigger discipline. None. Oh, anyway. Yeah, so, um, but I, I do like, you know, Eric, that's a good point. I do like, I mean, that's another reason why I like Clint Eastwood, but also like Gunny Highway. Like, I like this character a lot. He's not phased by, he's surrounded by these knuckleheads. Mm. <laughs> they, they could all beat him up if they wanted together. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're all pretty in decent shape. And as we've talked about, I don't know if Eric, if you're aware, and all those Marines that are behind him, that aren't like the actors that we know. They're all real Marines that were in this unit. That oh, were huh. the yeah, they were cast as um, extras, but all they so they 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 were there for just to fill the ranks, but they were also there to help the actors be more like recom Marines. Mm. But as Perry pointed out, now that you know, we'll transition into when they're going into combat town for a training exercise. Whoever coached these uh, actors. Did not teach them to keep keep their finger off the trigger until they intend to fire. Yeah, they, they all walk in <laughs> with the, <laughs> fuck is, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're gonna kill everybody. <laughs> you trip, you're gonna shoot everybody. <laughs> now we, we we have an in-universe in-movie explanation for that. Is again, these guys are shitbirds. Yeah, <laughs> they haven't fully been trained by Gunny yet to get them up to speed. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we, we, you know, and that's like when we were when I was going back doing some research for this. Everything I found it had anything to do with a weapon. Always started with the four main rules of treat every weapon as if it were loaded. Keep your don't uh, you know keep your finger off the trigger until you intend to shoot. Keep your weapon on safety on safe till you you know intend to fire and don't point at anything you don't intend to shoot. I kind yep. of butchered it, but you, it's you know yep. it's the same. It, it's those basic rules. Over and over and over again. Ever, I kept finding that over and over again. Oh yeah, you get the way you could recite it in your sleep. Exactly. These guys did not get the message. <laughs> no. You know they go into combat town and 
Lieutenant Ring. Oh, hey, man, I figured I'd join you on this exercise. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, clearly clueless. Clear, clearly just as, as kind of goofy as the the rest of them. <laughs> uh, I could don't know where Gunny Highway was, but we'll find out next minute where he is. Yeah. <laughs> now, real quick, Perry, you were talking, you know, before we recorded about mm. right at the end of the minute, what, second 58? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is actually the combat town that I that I trained at. That's um right up there's a there's a fire break. Well, it was a fire break when I trained there. Um it, it's about I don't know, 50 or 60 feet across. Uh, but you can see a glimpse of it, but it goes up what I think what used to be called Mount Motherfucker. And it is a giant mountain. It's a it's not like a mountain mountain. It's not like Pike's Peak, but for like, you know, Southern California. It's deceptive. It looks like, oh, that's a cute little road that goes up to the top of this thing. No, man, it's another, it's a, it's a 50 or 60 foot wide fire break. And, uh, yeah, a lot of stories. There's a, I actually got a picture, um, uh, uh, from my, uh, training platoon at uh, Marine combat training where it, uh, you actually see the fire break and I know where positioned, like where this place is at. In that picture, you can't see it, but you know where it's at because you go up like one, two, three, like three or four hills. But at the top of one of the hills, you see a little white box. That box was a um, covered uh, set of bleachers for training that held about four platoons worth of Marines. So at least 100, maybe 120 trainees at uh, for Marine combat training. But you see it in this picture is like a little like as a little white dot. Yeah, that's how big that firebreak is. So yeah, but yeah, that's that's the place, man. And I, I wasn't sure, but that I'm positive that that was the one that we trained at. It's um, I can't remember the name of the the camp. It's uh, it's right close to Edson Range, but not not Edson Range proper. That was where we went for boot camp. This was after that. MCT? Yeah, at MCT, yeah, but it was yeah. over towards the same area where Edson Range was. Edson Range is where, uh, at boot camp, where you go for range, uh, like phase two. Yeah. Uh, but this is this is further, shit, man, I don't remember if it's further north or south of Edson. Um, not far from the, one of the, one of the main gates. Okay. Is this where you went bang, bang? Yeah, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> yeah, that's what they warned us too. Don't fuck with the buffalo during land yeah. nav. Yeah, yeah, that was all good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots of fun, man. Lots of lots of lots of uh, lots of hiking in the Cali- Southern California area. Seems like a nice stroll you could do out there. Oh, uh, yeah, you, you'll 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 walk for forty-five minutes just to go down into a valley, back up to the other hill. <laughs> Well, you notice when, uh, sorry, I was just, uh, I was watching while you're talking about it and you see, you see old Swede there. He's, he's there with the platoon ready to yep. do the exercise in full yep. regalia. I think, <laughs> I think he's got the M60. Yeah. Like when they actually used them. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause it's the, the 240 golf. golf. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Or saw. Yeah. The, when they call them a saw now too, or it's like the 249 yeah. golf. Yeah, two forty, two forty golf, and then the uh, yeah, and then uh, <laughs> the, yeah, there's uh, the squad, the saw, squad automatic weapon, the saw. Yeah. 
yeah. which is five five six. I believe the two forty golf is uh seven six two. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's I think the only fire. uh I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I think the only thing keeping them having Swede carry one like a real gigantic oversized gun like they carry in Predator or something is the <laughs> fact that this movie was based on a true story. Yeah. <laughs> some fictional movie he'd be, you know, with those giant Schwarzenegger Predator guns. Yeah. Well, it's give him a howitzer and just leave. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, they ain't got time to bleed, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's actually funny you, you mentioned that. There is, uh, we were talking about this previously. I forget when, because we, we've kind of went out of order a little bit due to, uh, you know, circumstances. Mm. There is a scene later where you see uh, Corporal Collins, Rodney Hill. He's carrying the M16 with the, um, what is it, the, M2 or 8, what did they call it underneath the rocket launcher? That was at the 209? Yeah, yeah, the M209 underneath. So it's got the grenade launcher underneath the M16. Mm. This was the first um, movie where they built that. It wasn't a, a functional real one. They built a replica, basically. And it was able to shoot, like, you know, flares or whatever to make it look real. But um, it was built for this movie, and then it was used in Predator. It was... Oh. Um, they they built it and then it got distributed to some, you know, Hollywood firearm company, and then they started renting them out uh, to to production companies. And Predator was like the next one, <laughs> yeah. which is pretty. That's pretty dope. So yeah, <laughs> this yeah. doesn't tie into uh, Predator. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> it's all it's all coming together. Yeah. Do you guys have anything else specifically about either minute? Um, do you want to talk about? Nah, not really. Nope. All right, Eric, Eric, um, well, since we only got you for today, you know, what are your, what, what's your, I should have asked you up front, what's your history with this, the movie? I know we kind of talked, you said you were a fan. So like, you know, is there anything overall you want to talk about the movie? I mean, it's wide open. You can go forward, backward, you know, we'll, we, we flub the, the floor all the time. So. <laughs> I, it's just this is one of those movies that when I was a kid, I was one of those kids that grew up in the '80s, and my parents had HBO, and they did not supervise my HBO watching in the least. <laughs> and this was one of those movies that was on HBO all the time, and so if I had nothing to do, be like, oh, Break Rage is on again. Okay, I guess I'll watch it again. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I just, you know, I watched it a lot, and uh, I, I, you know, I specifically remember the fight with Sweet and Clint kicking his ass, and. Sweet chant. That's why I uh, asked about this uh, minute, and um, that's the scene I remember the best. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I haven't seen the movie at this point in a really long time, but I watched it enough as a kid that definitely it imprinted on me. So I, I know they end up going to Grenada. I know the movie probably lasts longer than the actual Grenada invasion did. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's the one thing we told Mr. Koch when he was on is that. Uh, uh, this is the one scene that most people have seen. If you've ever seen the movie, they may not know anything about it. They may not know who was in it. They may not know what it was about, but they remember this scene almost like perfectly for whatever reason. Just everybody remembers this one scene. <laughs> yeah. And he was talking too about how like people still come up to him and recognize him because of this movie, because it's always in rotation. It has mm -hmm. never left road. It, he goes, it'll, it'll end up on Netflix. It goes back to HBO so it's, you yeah. know, it's on HBO a lot still. 
and then it's it's on TBS every Memorial Day, Fourth of July, you know, stuff like that. So it's it's always on, <laughs> it, it, you know, all over at some in in some form. And you know, I own it on DVD. I watch it on DVD. I've obviously been watching it for this. But if if I'm flipping through and it's on, <laughs> well, guess, yeah, guess what it. I'm doing for the rest of the you know rest <laughs> of the movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> And it's real bad when my cousin texts me going, hey, guess what? Heartbreak Ridge is on. Outlaw Josie Wales on. You know, something like that. <laughs> I'm like, guess I got to clear my calendar. That's <laughs> <laughs> all my meetings today. <laughs> so, and it's, uh, it's, you know, we look at some of the uniforms. They're, they're obviously, like, like Perry and I, when we were in, these are uniforms we wore. So it's yeah. not that dated to us. But, you know, if you compare it to what they wear nowadays, it's dated. Um, but the movie in general holds up. I, th- I think it holds up quite well. It's a kick-ass movie. It's, it's got, you know, obviously it's a war movie, but it's really more about him training the, the Marines more than the actual war at the end. That's just kind of like the... Yeah, he kept them alive. Right. That, that's yeah, good... that's, that's like the payoff of the, the, the person coming in, whipping the ragtag bunch of you know, people into shape, you know, you know, like, like bad news bears or something. Even. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 they getting, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if, yeah, if it wasn't uh, a war that they win at the end, it would have been a football game or a baseball game or something. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which in, in a way we actually get that later in the movie, we get the football game with the jocks, you know, with the rich kids <laughs> later when they do the mud pit. <laughs> yeah. So it, It's got all the tropes of, of those type of, um, movies but at the same time it's like a raunchy bet well i guess bad news bears was actually kind of raunchy when it came out <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it's a more serious stripes yeah uh, yeah basically yeah. yeah and perry makes that comparison all the time that that this is the closest to the stripes that you would get with the marine corps mm. yeah yeah the marine corps doesn't really lend itself too well to parody or or uh satire it's just it's just the nature of the marines this is as close as you'll ever see to a stripes like movie well, unless you unless you factor in, you know, you take out major pain. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's more of a yeah. That's just a well, kid movie with 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 not real marine. This is the a real marine. Well, a marine character. <laughs> yeah, that that movie's amazing too. So. Yeah, that movie's yeah, that movie's funny. I I got to watch that one again. I hadn't seen it in years. I know it's on the docket, so I'm kind of trying to hold off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's one that might make the cut. So yep. Well, I I don't really have anything else. If if, if Eric, there's anything else you want to highlight, uh, feel free about the movie. But if you want to just tell people where they can find you and plug anything you want, plug away. Any any last minute thoughts? I know we just I just asked you that, but I'm asking. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I uh, as I said at the beginning, I'm the co-host of both Escape from New York Minute and Flash Gordon Minute. Those are both on all the podcatchers wherever they are. They're both complete, so you can easily bingeable uh start to finish a couple of bonus episodes in there too just like you guys we got a few people uh that were associated with the movie on as guests also Uh, and um you go to growler media g-r-o-w-l-e-r growlermedia.com they both that's where they both live uh but like i said they're on all the podcatchers oh very cool man yeah we thank you for coming on Uh, you know glad we could make it happen so i, I didn't spring this recording on you at the last second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um uh you know well I, it's friday so i guess i always tell people to go to moviesbyminutes.com and take a look at 
all the other uh, podcasts where you can find Flash Gordon Minute and uh, Escape from New York Minute on there as well. We have the Marine Corps Movie Minute quarter deck uh, on Facebook if anybody wants to join that. Of course, we're on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, or we're everywhere you can find us. Um, if you've been listening to this long, you probably know where we are. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if anybody's jumping in on minute 54. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but other than that, hey, you know, Eric, I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, Thanks man. for having me. Yeah, Absolutely. it's a pleasure. I guess we'll just ask everybody to come back on Monday for minute 55. You know, Perry, I want you uh, I want you to fall out, get your ass out on this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you do. No, but you, go ahead. Come on. <laughs> I'm going to start being a Marine right now. <laughs> right. Well, thank you. Man. There you go. You did it. <laughs> Yes, Billy. <laughs> I was going to tell you to pick your head up higher. <laughs> <laughs> Sir? This, this, this cocksucker before fucking... Pete Koch got on. He goes, that's all right, because uh, you you and him both pretended to be Marines, and I laughed for five minutes. I was like, oh, I motherfucked him. <laughs> yeah, so when, well, he, when he tries, but when he just when he's just being a dick, it's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is this is before. Yeah, we're waiting for for you know Pete to show up, so we're just kind of talking. And I just happened to mention to Perry that uh, you know I said, well. He he knew that Peacock was a, in the NFL, and he knew that he was drafted in the first. Oh round. yeah, and we both played uh, yeah defensive end. Yeah, right. So position. right, so I spe- I I happened to mention that he played defensive end, and and Perry goes, oh, I didn't realize that. He goes, that's what I played in in uh in high school or what you know whatever. That's posi- that was my position. I was like, hey, that's great. You guys got a lot in common. You both were defensive ends, played football, and you both pretended to be Marines. <laughs> <laughs> and after he, I, I think I caught it. You know, he laughed and laughed. You, you know, Billy, that's what he calls me. <laughs> but we were laughing, and for the life of me, I couldn't work it in. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I kept waiting and waiting. And I'm like, oh, Pete's being too serious. I can't actually. <laughs> I <Yeah>. can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he's witty bitch. <laughs> oh, witty when we're not recording. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, it's the curse. Yeah, you just yeah. have to learn to live with it. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. <laughs>